Okay, um, welcome to Singapore, Natasha, and we've got such a wonderful session the other time, and you know, Singapore is such a beautiful place, and you know, we are into the first week of 2021, and I'd like to open this with new hope, new positive energy, and new vibes. So, we like to start this with um, love in a tech age, love in a new millennium, and I've spoken to a lot of people. Um, you know, I've got people who are in the corporate world, um, like myself, um, that, you know, it's, it's so hard for men and women right now to actually look for genuine love. Um, and I'm not saying love can't be, can, you know, can be fake. I'm just saying that as long as um, the love doesn't last, it's just like a dating um, phase, you know. And the thing is that because the new millennium times like we're all living in, um, we've got so little time to invest ourselves in, in relationships because we're so torn with the forces of the world. You know, we're, we're torn um, in getting up and going um, to to get our careers up, to get the recognition, to get the kind of achievement, the kind of go, 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 and now zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> and I was talking to, to um, another guest and I was telling her it was go, go, go. And then, you know, then it was zoom, zoom, zoom now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all this... Um, the, 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 you know, we are all into this new normal and uh, meeting people is going to be harder. And even um, like Bloomberg just came up with this news that um, business travel is going to be difficult because um, it's going to it's going to be slower. It's going to wind down even post pandemic when, um, you know, some of these things are restored. But they foresee that the, air and the, the aviation industry is going to be a little bit different. Uh, in fact, it's going to be very different for the business travelers. Um, so, you know, we're living in a world whereby there's going to be less human interaction, more technology interaction. That's why I'm here with you on the social media. And that's why I communicate with people so much on Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and emails. And, and I ask uh, my viewers and, and my listeners. And, you know, um, Natasha, just and also just for your viewers and listeners and my viewers and my listeners, um, talk about life is, um, uh, is is a channel on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and also um, now on podcasts. Uh, talk about life on Spotify, uh, Apple, um, Google, wherever you are, it's in your face. And the thing is that we're doing this because we want to be part of this world community whereby we can. Um, contribute to the conversation to people who need us um, no matter how much uh, we could give um, and hopefully um, with whatever Natasha can share with our listeners and viewers um, and the tips that you're going to give uh, Natasha people can bring home some tips um, and some value in having invested an hour of uh, listening and tuning in to the channel and definitely definitely this is not what I do for my life and you know um, but I think there's so much value that all of us can contribute uh, to the conversation worldwide. Uh, you know, with the voice of the technology, uh, we can amplify to the ends of the world uh, how grateful we are uh, to living, to being living in this era. Even in the pandemic era, there's so much to be grateful for. Um, don't you think so, uh, Natasha? Absolutely. And first of all, thank you so much for having me back. I absolutely loved our last conversation. It was so honest. It was so real. And I can't wait to provide your listeners with some more truths, some more learnings and just really dive into topics that are really going to get you thinking. But more importantly, 
get you speaking and get you acknowledging that this is the time to have these conversations with yourself, with others. So you can really start to start 2021 in the best possible way. And I know for myself that this is going to be the year where we all see life so differently because of what had gone on last year. So thank you so much. I'm so blessed to be here and it's an honor to be in Singapore and in the UK. So what a great, yeah. uh, thank what you, a great Thank you so much for being here. I mean, we are all And this is true because the 2021 coming and opening the um, we all should go in with this heart of reflection and gratitude. I mean, being alive. Um, having a new chance at life again and restarting life all over again and having this courage to move forward to do things that we haven't um, in the past, you know, and checking the bucket list right now. Um, you know, Natasha, today's topic, love and um, the tech age. Um, and I call it love in the post-pandemic world. Yes. <laughs> I think it's more, it's more... I mean, Natasha, it's more appropriate to call it love in, a, in the post-pandemic world. Um, you know, we, we don't know how the world is going to be. Um, not even the best um, heads of state in all these countries. If you look at the news and, and what's happening in UK now, in the third lockdown. And uh, in Germany, Angela Merkel, she's, she's not going to run for um, office again and in, and changes in the U.S. leadership and also changes in Singapore, changes in Asia. You know, all these supposedly people who are supposed to be the smartest people who's going to lead the, the world and the nation, they have no idea how the world is going to be. And, and, I, and I thank God that only God knows and, and, and those of us who are with the faith, whichever God that you're praying to. And definitely, I think only a God knows what's happening. What's going to happen uh, in 2021? And, and I pray that, um, you know, uh, Natasha and myself and the viewers and listeners out there, um, we're going into 2021 um, with uh, lots of positive hope, uh, but still having a lot of discipline and still easing it into the new normal and having this discipline to, to love our neighbors, to take care of ourselves. Um, so that the, our neighbors are safe. You know what I'm, I'm trying to get at uh, in this uh, 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 pandemic situation, we're actually really in the middle of it. So, um, you know, love in the tech world, love in the post-pandemic world. I mean, just to have a snapshot uh, to Natasha, you know, in the world that I'm living in, a lot of my good girlfriends and the church, um, and when I was even teaching in the university and the polytechnics in the past, past, past life, um, you know, a lot of these good, professional, well-educated women who are good, decent, good values and providing themselves and not asking for anything in life, providing for them, for their families. And yet, and yet, you know what? They are waiting to be discovered. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a conversation I always had when I was young. Like, you know, a woman is just like a good book in the library. They're waiting for someone to read that good Fit Charles Dickens book. So today, Natasha, you're going to go um, with us um, these three topics. Number one, uh, part one of our series, um, goal setting in 2021 for a loving relationship. Um, part two, small change equals massive results in finding love. And I'm so I'm, and I'm so um, intrigued about this topic because I would like to contribute part two. 
part three tips for a best possible start and, and this is going to be your topic on what are the tips for a, a good possible start in this new relationship and avoiding the self-sabotage and I think this is something that we all need so I'm going to give this floor to um, Natasha from the UK and a bit about Natasha she is a reinvention coach and I love that um, a reinvention coach um, for all of us you know um, I think she can help a woman who's looking for love woman who is emerging for a breakup in relationship a woman who has been in the desert for a long time and was given up on love <clears throat> so um, and with all these oh, and also women without with no time for love or thinking that love is for, for a long time love is is actually an overstatement for me or, or it's, it's not it's a luxury for a lot of people in these times so I'm gonna give this floor to Natasha and Natasha take it away thank you so much so yes so one of the things which I find really interesting is that for many people we all set these expectations of what we want the new year to actually have for us you know we we sit and we plan our new year's resolutions or we sit and plan our goals and we start to really think and reflect more on what we want now one of the things which I encourage all of my clients to do is actually sit from a place of it's already happened so I get my ladies and, and my gentlemen to really take the time to sit down and think as if it's the end of this year and really reflect back on all the things you have achieved because when we are in that state of elevation when we're in that state of positive mind thinking our vibration rises and when our vibration rises we start to allow ourselves to open up to the possibilities of life and for so many of us so so many of us we cap our potential we cap what we can do the glass ceiling needs to be broken and until you start to believe that this year can have everything you need you will continue to live that life where the glass ceiling stops you so one of the things which i love doing like i said is future pace goal setting now what future pace goal setting is all about is taking what you want and writing it in your journal, taking pen to paper and really saying, this is what I have achieved this year. I have found my dream partner. I'm thriving in my career. I'm dating people that excite me. I'm settling for amazing and wonderful. And I don't know whether this is something that is, we are, we're human, we're human beings, we're, we're creatures of habit. And I can guarantee you, if I asked you today, you know, what's your, what are your, what would you like for 2021? People will always tell you what they don't want. They will say, oh, well, I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to uh, find a man that cheats on me. I don't want, I don't want, and I don't want. And what happens is we end up attracting more and more of what we don't want because we're focusing on what we don't want and it's interesting because I was on a I was actually on a call yesterday and um, we were talking about uh, 
taking um going like canoeing so essentially you're in your your canoe you're canoeing down a river and if you end up thinking to yourself oh i must not hit that rock what you end up doing is you focus so much on the rock you end up hitting into it you fall over you're in the water how about you think about the space between the rocks guys how about you think about the open space to really allow yourself to live the life you want without restrictions. Step up, level up, enjoy your life. And by setting these goals for 2021 as if they've already happened, you are going to see, it's almost like a really nice memory. So when you get to the end of the year, you're looking back and you're reflecting. And I think that's such a powerful thing. And I was just wondering, do you ever like so for yourself my lovely do you ever like find you goal set do you set new year's resolutions you're asking me oh yes i do yeah yeah in in 2021 it's going to be really hard yeah but you know large broad goals i think a lot of us do um, you know for for work for business uh, you know it's for relationships it's going to be a, a little bit kind of a iffy thing yeah and this is the interesting thing when you're goal setting on your relationships i want you to get clear on what partner you really want to attract what partner what qualities what emotional physical mental all of those qualities what are you looking to attract what do you want to have you know it's a, the funniest thing ever is that i um i read somewhere you wouldn't get you wouldn't take advice from somebody who doesn't have what you want and the reason why i'm saying this is because for so many for so many women particularly out there we love to talk as we're doing now we love to talk we love to discuss and the ironic thing is is that we sit and we sometimes take advice from people who actually don't have what we want they have the complete opposite yet they're giving us the results giving us the advice i'm sorry that you think is going to help you now by goal setting in 2021 with the things you want you are going to allow yourself to really take the shift and take away the i can't have what i want because a b c and d and i think this is such an interesting concept for so many of us where how many times have, have your parents said to you don't dream big how many times have your friends said to you oh don't don't dream as much as you are dreaming and it's interesting because they are coming from a loving space but it's fear based and i want you to go into the uncomfortable and start dreaming bigger for yourself. So is there something you would like to share with us in terms of goal setting for relationships? Is there any yeah, so steps Absolutely. So I would always say if you're so we'll go through um, we'll go through both whether you're in a relationship or you're single, because essentially they're the two things that we need to really like dive into. And especially if you are single, we've just gone through some really great tools and techniques of how you can actually do that. Start thinking about what you really want. And if you're in a relationship, let's say you're, you've been with your partner for a little while, you're looking to take your relationship. So it's living the third level of complete 
acceptance and complete consciousness and really being in that state of give rather than take and rather than take give it's about finding that gorgeous level of balance between two people and the thing i would say is sit down get each of you to write out all the things you have achieved for this year exactly as you would do if you were single and then go through and see where the common grounds are see where your commonalities are see where you are both on the same page and strive to work towards those things you know goal setting is so important in in so many reasons and the one thing which i think is important especially when you are in a relationship is to be in the state of communication because living out those human needs is going to allow you to have a better relationship for for this year give us some concrete examples about like goal setting setting of what goals yeah, yeah so case studies Absolutely. Can you give us some so, concrete case studies. Yes, I'd love to. So, one of my clients actually is we we've literally just done this in um, one of our sessions, and she really wanted to attract the the partner that she so desperately wanted and wants to actually achieve. And it's about really going back and looking back on all the qualities of your past that you didn't really quite like and own them because if you don't own your qualities how are you going to work on them to move forward how are you going to acknowledge them and so we went through all of the qualities that she brings to a relationship whether that's the good or the bad and then it's about going through those qualities and being like okay so how does this serve me positively how does this serve me negatively what do i need to work on for this year so i can be a better version of myself and it was such an interesting thing because we spent quite a while doing this and it's really about taking the time to look see and acknowledge and this was just one of the this is just one of the things that we go through and one of the things we work on is because working on yourself is so important taking the time to actually do you personal development personal development personal development it's so important and this is something that you know can i you see can we rewind a little bit like with the with this case study that she wanted to attract a particular uh potential partner yes so what were the steps that she took was it successful and how long did it did that take Yeah so with this current so with my current um so she's currently one of my my clients at the moment so we have stepped and marked out and done a step to step plan of what she wants what she then has to really start to unpeel in herself to really move forward because until you identify what's stopping you and holding you back you are essentially never going to be able to move forward and you're going to come against those blocks you're going to come against Can you give the examples of maybe two examples of these blocks what could yeah, they be absolutely absolutely so one of the blocks is just that belief that her new partner is going to cheat on her You know, I see this time and time again. Women go into relationships and they are in this mindset of they're going to cheat on me. So what do you have to do in order for you to the psychology behind it and really think to yourself, 
how can I show up better in my new relationship? And this will go, this will be touched on more in, in our topic three about self-sabotage. But one of the things which I really want to share with your listeners for this moment is, you know, some of the steps that you need to be taking on the daily is connecting, connection, visualization, meditation, really stepping into your higher self, your future self. Because if you don't do that, you are going to start to find that you set these goals and then nothing happens. You have to start to embody so, these actions. So one of the, the, the um, factors that, that kind of like blocks moving uh, oneself forward was some of these self factors. Uh, and one of that you say is uh, not trusting the other partner enough, uh, you know, uh, being in fear that uh, you would cheat. Is there another factor that you have uh, yeah i think it's this self-belief and this is something i see time and time again we overthink and we run ourselves these negative stories and those negative stories are going to do you no favor in finding your partner finding a dream partner and a dream relationship because those negative stories are for example i'm not good enough i'm not worthy enough who will ever want me at the weight I am? How can, you know, how can I be a career woman and have a relationship? You know, these are these are stories, these are not your truth. And until you really understand those negative stories and how they're not serving you, those goals that you're setting for this year are essentially gonna go nowhere. So the goals, can you give us some examples of goals um, for, for you know I think you know when I think back so when I think of my relationship goals with my partner you know I'm talking from personal experience here you know I want to be able to have that time spend t quality time with your partner take away the distractions take away the phones take away the Xbox take away the distractions of life set quality time really connect on an intimate level you know hear so what they need one is, um, spend quality time it could be one absolutely uh, relationship goal do you have a second thing yeah your second thing would be actually being physically together and i don't just mean being intimate i mean holding hands kissing each other physical contact is a huge thing in a relationship and it's very important that you're not just flatmates. You are more than just roommates. You actually have that physical connection, which makes you feel secure and at ease. You know, another another thing which I think is very important. So the third thing is acts of service. Do something nice for your partner. Actively cook dinner. Maybe it's you tidy the house up without being asked. Maybe it's you give them a, a shoulder rub, which kind of comes into the physical contact side as well. But you can interlace these things really nicely. You know, another thing which somebody could do is actually give your partner an honest compliment, a good, a nice, like, thank you. I love you. Thank you so much. This was gorgeous. This is, you know, I find you so beautiful. Now, if we go into um, goal setting for singles, there is no man, there is no one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is about, um, you have to put yourself out there. And this is something we touched on on our last uh, talk. You have to start to put yourself out there and start dating yourself before you can start dating somebody else. So get to know what you like, get to know who you are. Really start to enjoy your own time and your own company. Um, would you mind just repeating that? The line has gone a little bit crackly. Um, there's yeah, so the last thing I would say is have compassion for where you are. Have compassion for what you've gone through and really enjoy the process of goal setting. Really enjoy the process of working on yourself or working with a partner. And this, you can apply this not just to yourself in a relationship sense, but you can also apply this to your career, friendships, your health, your wealth, your happiness. Goal set for all of these areas. I was thinking goal setting means like within the next six months, I need to meet like 50 guys and like two like uh, two to three guys per week and then you know having this kind of quantitative goal settings and and meeting them and then having and meeting each of them and going through a checklist of 10 FAQ questions <laughs> oh my god with that practical mindset about goal setting does that work <laughs> that's so funny do you know what i'm gonna be really honest i have had women do that in the past they've like speed dated through loads of guys and they've like literally just been like, nope, 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 nope. And it's, remember, this is supposed to be fun. Dating is supposed to be fun. Enjoy, enjoy the fun. And you know, uh, uh, you know, dating is a new world. You know, we're talking really more about singles. Um, you know, meeting someone new is so difficult to date. Um, number one, with social distancing in the office, social distancing is in the context of the marketplace, you can't really physically uh, meet your colleagues sometimes, let alone meeting a stranger and asking strangers like um, funny questions like, okay, have you been vaccinated? Um, can I see your vaccination card? And what kind of vaccination uh, vaccine was that? Was it from Oxford? Was it American Pfizer? <laughs> was it from India? You know, you know you'll, be, you'll probably be going through. But the thing is that I think in some cases, this would be at the back of the mind of a lot of people, even they do not really verbalize it out. Uh, being a, a person who, like, in, in the new millennial world, and being informed, uh, being an informed consumer, I should say, as being an informed consumer of information, or being an informed um, uh, uh, person who's uh, in the marketplace, either a professional or academic or someone who's just out there working. You know what you're, you know what you're going into uh, 2021 and post 2021. You want to ask someone, but you dare not like, ask like, <laughs> have you had antibodies? Have you been exposed to COVID-19? What about your family? How, how often do you 
blood to these other people because they have so much fear. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying the word fear as an emotional fear, but there is something that puts people on guard. Like, okay, um, um, this person is a stranger. I, I don't know where he comes from. I don't know who he has met, where he has been. And, you know, I don't know what he has done. So, for, for me to be getting myself out there, I mean, me as the representative of business, female, uh, single members of the community, you know, there's always this unspoken um, kind of like, you need to gauge how much you need to be with this. And uh, I think these are the conversations in my mind. And, and, there's this woman is having this conversation in the mind. This man is having this conversation in the mind. I don't know how they're gonna break the ice. Okay, can I look at a vaccination passport? You know, that's one thing. But I think you brought up very uh, interesting the other time about this kind of technology forgetting and using technology forgetting what's happening to eventually call. You know, we need that online dating to a more online once one dating. Having more information, of course, you know, having that, I think, is such a, such a good tool and technique. And, and my next question is uh, uh, I think we will leave it for the next episode. You will tell us some tips about some of these kind of dating over the technology, either dating over Facebook Live <laughs> or, um, you know, Skype or, you know, whatever happens right now, you can always go to the and, and having that difficult question, so I'm going to leave this as a leave this as a book for our listeners and the viewers for Natasha to to answer these questions. So, listeners, please hang on and then um, tune into um, the second episode. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you so much. Okay, now we're going to um, topic two. Um, Natasha, thank you once again um, for having. Uh, the first topic with us about goal um, setting uh, couples and, and singles, and we were talking about uh, uh, to review um, our our first and, and second conversation we had about Zoom dating, uh, about goal setting, and whether my question about having this checklist of uh, mathematical matrix about okay, this guy with an X column, okay, ten traits. And then meeting another number of guys having these traits and number of websites going in there and number of guys on on week one, week two, week three, week four. I mean, we can go into such a mathematical manner. I mean, is that one of the ways that is available for us? Yeah, you know, I think this is really interesting because, you know, we were talking about tech technology and we were talking about like the um, the waste of dating and the taboo subjects of, you know, actually being okay with asking the questions of, have you been vaccinated? You know, I think it's about being really honest and having those conversations with somebody you're about to start dating. But the checklist side of things, you know, obviously going through, have you been vaccinated? Number one on top of everyone's checklist is gonna be, have you been vaccinated? And it's and which vaccine? Yeah, and which vaccine? Because I, if you if you've had it from so and so, I don't want to know you. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's it's really interesting because actually, when you make any checklist, when you make any to do list or anything like that, you know, you sometimes end up having tunnel vision, and you can't see past 
what you want. When you get so unbelievably picky in what your qualities are, you sometimes you sometimes miss the other amazing things that come that can potentially come your way. And I do see this, and this is one of this is something that one of my um, previous clients actually went through. She was so specific on what she wanted in a partner. She wanted a doctor. She wanted somebody who had the Mercedes. She wanted somebody who had his own house. She wanted somebody who was going to love her and be faithful and all these things. You know, this girl, she was single almost all the way up to her mid thirties because she wanted what we see on TV. And there's nothing wrong with Prince Charming, but you have to find your Prince Charming. And this is something I, you know, when you think back to, um, when I, when I think back to how we helped her, we actually broke down why and what it was specifically about having a doctor as a husband and it was because she felt that she needed to prove to society that she could obtain that relationship and when she actually broke things down she's actually now with an amazing guy who is literally everything she's ever wanted and guess what he's not a doctor can i ask also like do you advise some men yeah, absolutely. It's the exact same thing. Because I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, I think men have a, have a larger checklist than a woman. Just that women are more um, stratified in their choices. They would say that, hey, I need career and career checklist is doctor, lawyer, uh, uh, yes. 10,000 US dollars per month, and then <laughs> must be the director of some um, Fortune 500 companies, etc. You know, they have this. And then after that, character and character, you put one, two, three, four, five. And then, um, you know, emotional um, characteristics, stable, no baggages, um, no mother in laws. <laughs> <Da, da, da, laughs> you know, I think women have that in verbalized because women are so eloquent and articulate. They always talk to girlfriends about it. But you know, men always have that too. But they don't articulate, but they always always proud or just look up. Yeah. They always look up for like those who meet their characteristics or the category of big girlfriends mm. those who are into possibly relation long-term relationships and those who are for the wives and there were all these kind of characteristics that are observed that they do not verbalize but this is through their actions and through observations you know they do have a lot of these criteria too absolutely and and this is the thing I've recently started working with men in, in my field for this year and one of the things which I've been doing recently was actually doing a lot of market research and actually understanding the ins and outs of what makes a guy pick the woman he does and what is it that they're specifically looking for now you know the dating apps and you know they're the okay, dating listen up, listen up listen up Natasha is actually going to a very important point. I don't keep forward. Stay here. <laughs> so the dating apps, this is it. The dating apps yeah. right now are saturated with women. And if you look on most of the web, on you, you look on Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, uh, Plenty of Fish, there will be different ones in different countries, but the, they essentially move around. So the reality is you are, the market is saturated with women. And if you're a good, it, it really is. And if you're a guy, 
you are going to fall into one of those categories. Now you're going to be maybe the type of guy that's going to put the topless picture, six packs, abs. You're going to attract a certain type of woman. You could put up a picture of what you're actually interested. Maybe you like rock climbing. You're going to attract a certain type of woman. You show that you're a career man. You're going to attract a certain type of woman. And this is the thing women can be whoever they want to be on a dating website because it's just who they are men have to perform on a dating app and that's the hard reality they have to almost perform to win <laughs> because for every one man there's essentially about 30 women and it's it's kind of you know what i mean and i say this from a really loving space is because the guy is going to have to fight for which one he's got to fight for the woman who is going to be like oh i want you because women will just keep going until they find what they want and and men will also do the same it's no different but it's really about taking the time to actively acknowledge you know there are so many other there are plenty of fish in the sea and so when the when it comes to the dating apps having a really strong honest profile is actually such a it's such a great way for people to connect because you're being as honest as you can and that shows a different level to a woman to a man get deep actually share a lot more about you you know, I met my partner online. I met my partner on Tinder. And actually the thing that sold me to him was he said in his profile, he's six foot five, so I'm pretty tall. There was nothing else on his bio apart from a picture of him and a zoomed in picture of him. So the, these are some of the, why, uh, who knows? So, so, so these are some of the small changes that you're saying that you will give you message so um, for the listeners and viewers, yes. I try to summarize what is that when, when anyone goes on to give dating as your picture, your profile, your own honest description, and how you perform uh, yes. based on how you write is what kind of people you attract. So these are the three um, small changes that Natasha is talking about. I'd like to pose to Natasha more intricate questions like how back in the, the first uh, the past two episodes that we have about these difficult conversations, you know, we not know about investigation, but you know, there are real questions and in this, in this conversation, let's, let's make it real for the listeners and viewers out there. You know, I have conversations with girlfriends, um, they would they think they would be talking about things like, okay, uh, I'm not sure about this emotional baggage. Um, whether it's going to bring you to it's part of relationships, whether it's going to be sex broken relationship, or the mom, or a stepdaughter, or something. You know, these are some of the baggages which are so huge um, yeah. in, in a woman's mind. And for a man, like, they don't really think about that because they are in it already. Okay. But probably a man would think about a woman, maybe she's got baggages, but a woman would think deeper. When she's going into a relationship, these are some of the difficult things that's in her mind that it makes it hard for her to break, um, to break uh, into like the question, right? Um, how do we find out about this? Number one, and from a woman's point of view, kind of find out information. 
Um, the signal was very bad during that last section, um, so I didn't I didn't want to cut you off in case it's recorded and you might be able to cut this okay, section. Okay, let me repeat. Let me repeat. Okay, no. Okay, you know I I talk to girlfriends, right? I talk to girlfriends, right? And uh, there are girlfriends who are successful and rich, right? Um, of course. Because they are successful, they are rich, or they have particular quality, they are well qualified in many parts of their lives. I'm not talking about academically and professionally qualified, but many parts of their lives are qualified. It makes it harder for them to trust someone, mm. and uh, and and it also makes it harder for them to have a good match uh, because they have they they have a particular expectation. And I always say that I always say to my girlfriends. Manage your expectations. Manage it, girl. Just manage it. You know, don't think of the sky. <laughs> you know, don't think of Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise with the Mr. Goody Tom Cruise coming in. You know, and and then we're, you know, a girl they always have in their mind, Natasha, a few big things. I'm gonna break them down to you and see what's your response to it. What's your advice for for girls out yes. there? Okay, number one. And definitely, your video is going to go to my girlfriends. <laughs> okay, the first question they have in their mind, they're always talking to themselves amongst their girls. Is this guy? Do they have emotional baggage? Mm. Baggage from past broken relationships, divorce, broken marriages, broken relationship with girlfriends, relationships with their moms, relationship yep. with their past stepchildren. Okay, emotional baggages, and um, the question is, how do you ask? You sometimes these questions are very important because we are running short of time. We're fighting for time yes. to find information in this age of information. We want instant gratification. Click and tell me the button. What information does this have? But the thing is that this information we can't find it. Okay, mm. um, what's your response to that? Okay, this is the first time. It's really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting because actually I have a. a in one of the things that you said, you know, a woman is looking at a man for baggage. Now, when they have children or they've gone, you know, whether they've been divorced, you know, I've, I've currently got um, one of my amazing clients at the moment. She actually has two children already. She has two children and she's divorced and she is looking for a partner. Well, she was looking for a partner. She's now, she's now with somebody now. And do you know what? It was really easy for her to be honest and open because she learned it is my life. This is who I am. And it's about managing those expectations. You are not going to entertain a significant other if they don't want to be part of your life with your children, with you, if you've been divorced. And for so many women, I see this time and time again where they actually you think to your, um, you think about a, a, a man and we're very judgmental on um, whether or not they've been divorced, whether they've been married before, whether they've got kids. But the reality is the older you get, you have to appreciate people will have had 
relationships before you and okay. some of those relationships okay okay um i just want to ask a question at which point in time of dating do you try to find out and how do you find out i'm trying to ask this question yeah. for millions and millions of girls out there how you know do you the fact that you even ask like okay of course. can i have a checklist can you please like answer it in bullet points <laughs> You know, that's what they should do on dating apps. They should have a checklist of, yeah. are you, have you been married? Have you got kids? Tick, 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 tick. That's what they should do. Uh, but, you know, essentially what, you know, when to ask those questions is yeah. when you start talking. Because you have to ask those questions in the first couple of dates. Because if that doesn't, if that doesn't align to you, if let's say for example, you were going on a date with somebody and you never have this conversation that they've got children and they're divorced, you could become very close to them and you've been dating them for maybe like 10 dates, you're getting involved. It's starting to become potentially a relationship. Then they drop that bomb of, oh, I've got two kids. You might not be okay with that. And some women are not okay with that had you have asked that question in the first two dates. So tell me, do you have any kids? Yes, I've got two children. Okay, okay, girls, listen it up. We are going to very, very serious and important points because you know, this topic is not out there. This conversation that we have is not out there. It's always behind closed doors, always with the ass with girlfriends and like with whispering ears behind closed doors. We want it to be out there, girl. Can okay, Natasha tell me? You're right. In the first two dates, now my, my my question is, you've got a woman, you've got a good woman, is looking out for a good relationship, serious relationship, mm. and then, and you've got men out there who are having like three categories: looking out for dates, for dinner dates. And then sizing the girl up and spending yep. time with the girl and not um, going into a second phase of being serious. And mm. and does it how does a guy feel? Um, and how does it align with the men's expectations? And we're talking about men who are not trying as hard as women to have these kind of conversations. How do we align? Well, women are trying to align these expectations. Okay, we need to ask this in the second third date. But the man is thinking of, okay, I think I'm going to have this girl for the next like three months, six months. I'm going to bring her out to show her off to my guy friends. I'm going to bring her out for the, for the bar. I'm going to like, you know, she's, she's kind of like, I, I'm trying to, um, not to use that word, but I'm trying to like get as much advantages of her while I can, okay, um, for the trial period. And then I will decide should I want to be with her. And women are always on the other end of like, okay, um, I'm waiting. Do I meet that mark? Um, you know, and um, and I'm going into an exclusive relationship or not? And, and and if I do go into an exclusive relationship with this guy for stage one, about testing it out for the next six months, eight months, one year, and then the guy is still thinking, of, okay, I don't know if this girl is going to be it's going to be potential i haven't even upgraded her to potential let alone being a wife it was like okay this is like testing test one 
the vaccination test, test one, <laughs> then a second test, test one. And, and the thing is that Natasha, I'm so honest with you because I am putting it out there. These are the conversations that my girlfriends um, have. And the thing is that I would like to help girls like this. And then while girls are like, they are, they are, they are good women, they don't want to be putting themselves up there in the open to be always been dating different men. Um, less they are seen as being kind of loose, etc. So how do you align these two very diametrically different worlds? The two worlds collide. Absolutely. Well, and the first thing is, they are not different. And that tell is us, the thing. Tell us, tell they us. are not the different. The matter, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's dive a bit deeper because his trial period for you is as much your trial period for him. You have to also make sure he qualifies. We're talking about women in our mindsets being like, we have to qualify ourselves to get to the next level, which is potentially dating, which is potentially marriage. That's not true. They are also in those phases. We have to be able to, you know, think, ask those questions in the very first instance. What are you looking for? I did. I asked because when you've, as you get older, you are so aware of this thing called time, as we know. And it's this thing of time which we are obsessed with. So we cannot afford to waste it. So ask those questions in the first instance. And if you, you know, your gut intuition is amazing. Like you really can tell if somebody, if they're not messaging you back, they're not that into you. If they leave it two or three weeks to meet up with you again, it doesn't matter how busy they are. If they want to see you, they will make the effort. So stop trying to convince yourself and romanticize if they are telling you that you are not the one. Does that make sense? Yeah, the question is like, how does the girl find out? You know, a lot of times, I think I think the big question is that um, men are so self-sufficient um, in terms of emotion. You know, they could, if they are feeling lonely, they go to a bar, they meet a girl, and then they, they you, I mean, it, it's just probably just my imagination. They feel like, okay, I'm satisfied when I have someone to talk to. But a woman always have this inert desire to have a good, real, yeah. wholesome, deep, long relationship for the rest of their lives. You know, women is always craving for that. I mean, across culture, yeah. across nations, across um, academic credentials, across mm-hmm. profession, women always want that very deep. And I'm not saying men do not want to do want, want that. I think men do that, do want that. But I think men do not think and feel as deep, uh, deeply as as uh, for for these issues as much as as as, as women. But you no, know, th- again, this is from a very partial observation, and I'm not saying that I've done any scientific tests on it. It's just from my observations. But there are men, of course, who are really deep, uh, yes. and then they could hurt as deep as possible, as much as they love and they see. I'm sure they are, and and, and there's a lot of very many good Singapore men out there I'd like to testify. Girls come to Singapore and look for a good Singapore man. <laughs> okay, but mine is already taken. <laughs> okay, no, but I, I just want to 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 ask Natasha, now these are the questions that are so real. 
in in a in a in a in a very reserved context of a culture, uh, a reserved culture. In that context, people don't put it out there. Can you imagine you and I need to be talking over Skype about this? I mean, I can't imagine. You know why aren't we like talking out there? And then you know, I think this world of colliding for the men, like what you said. Yes, certain parts of the world do meet. Certain parts of the world do meet, and also the women need to up themselves. Like they need to believe in themselves. They need to think that they are also out there to choose whom uh, they want. They are looking for someone of a marriageable, good, decent man can provide for them a good, decent, uh, wholesome life. Um, so, so women are out there too, and they should really believe in themselves. You know, I've I've got I've got um, I think there's this concept about like time. We don't have a lot of time, and like you know this thing, this concept that you know Natasha, I don't know if you agree with me. Across culture, women are always thinking time is always working against us women. We always have this glass wall that is like coming, coming closer, coming closer. And this is interesting you say this because as women, you know, the minute you, you know, you're very, in, in terms of for cultural differences, you know, the reality is you, are on, on wherever you are, you know, back in the day, the expectation was to find a person, get married and have children. And even though the dynamics might have changed across the world and different people do different things, on an unconscious level as women, regard you cannot you cannot you can't turn the blind eye because realistically when you start entering 30 your body has changed by the time you enter 40 your body has changed by the time you enter 50 your body has changed you are on that biological clock for life whether that's like your skin your body to have a child whether that's your ability to have energy to keep going in your career our and this is where it's interesting because dating in this era where people get married later people find love later in life career women want to do career first before they have a family and then the minute they hit let's say in their 30s they are in panic mode of oh my gosh, I have to find somebody now. And that's when they end up settling for the guys that aren't looking for the long term. Yeah, I think you have hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that's when the, that, that world kind of polite, um, when, when you're saying that, you know, the woman starts to wake up one day um, when she's being reminded by the numerous relative during the, during the new year, <laughs> During a year, they say they come and say, "Okay, hi. So, how are you after one year? Are you dating? Are you are you having any children? Um, how's your relationship with that so and so? Oh, you don't you're not dating that guy so and so anymore. Now you're single. You know, you know they are being put in this kind of pressure cooker plus the time expectations of the family in in a particular cultural setting. And um, yeah, and while we are moving ahead with this whole industrialization and people are still in that mode. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure how the world is going to come like in, in something like this. You know, but you're right. Uh, and this conversation needs to go on like um, babies, right? Women have uh, uh, have this cut off time that has gone and put in place, okay? 
um, the cut off time and and also that she's being uh, uh, put in a place whereby she needs to achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, get your career out there. Um, you know, get this out there. Um, and, and as opposed to um, a man who doesn't have this uh, last wall of time, they are taking their time, and the look, and, and the longer it takes, people say, "Oh, it's like wine." I mean, it's so unfair. About the concept about babies. Um, I, I've not gone onto dating websites, uh, praise God, but you know, I'm in a very good, healthy relationship right now. But you know, for all these girls out there, we need to have to help these girls. We need to help these girls um, who, and it's harder for them because they're in it for them to talk about it. You see, it's so hard, and and, and girls who are thinking, oh, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm at this stage. Um, I don't think I want to have a kid. I don't think I can have a kid. I think it's dangerous for me to have a kid for whatever reasons, whether it's true or not, whether it's just a movie in their minds. But you know, as as opposed to a man who wanted a kid, you know, that's a big issue out there that has not been explored at all. But these are real things. And, yeah. and the thing is that if, if we don't have uh, the men to have a certain expectations to manage that, then I, I think it is always the woman trying to work at it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to say, Natasha, you know, we, we women are trying to work so hard about being better, being a better mom, being a better dater, being a better wife. You're always trying to seek to the next kind of life. Okay, check this, I need to be better here, here, here. But you know, I think the conversation has to open up to men. Are they ready for the new millennium woman? Are they ready to talk openly and tell them, hey, this is my checklist. I've got this baggages. And into the second date, I need to be honest with my date to tell my to tell the girl who's a date that these are the checklists of 10 FAQ that is not out in the dating app. <laughs> I've got I've got like three broken relationships, I've got two children, and then I've I I have got a special relationship with my mom. <laughs> I've got a, 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 a black hole of a, of a credit uh, of like $20,000. I'm, I'm in debt. My mortgage is like $100,000. <laughs> and, and also, I'm looking for two child, two new babies. I think men has to be, to be honest to let the girls know that these are the expectations the women expect them to be open up there. Um, and not waste time uh, with, 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 I mean, just not waste time, not about women's time, but time in the new millennium, Natasha. It's expensive. <laughs> it's so funny it's so interesting because you know these are the conversations these are the conversations yeah you know we need to put those conversations out there we need to put these topics out there and get people thinking because you know everybody will have that checklist but the reality is the more honest and open you can be whether you are in the western part of the world or the eastern part of the world honesty has to start somewhere because the foundation of a relationship is honesty and if you have that sense of being honest yeah. you won't ever look back and resent your partner for not yeah. natasha um do you want to wrap up anything for this uh, part two of any other small 
changes that will have massive results. And I think what we're talking about is about babies, expectations about a deep relationship. Second date, these are the fact, these are the factual questions that women are expecting. And men should be open and honest to share without too much of probing and trying to conceal them. Yeah. Um, the honest talk is important. I mean, these are small changes that goes to massive, massive results because we can start filtering in the shopping list, right? Absolutely. And the thing <laughs> is, you don't when you, have to, you know, you know that's the funny list. thing. Absolutely. And you don't have to get your, um, oh, sorry, you don't have to get your um, piece of paper out and interview them. You don't have to do that. You can have a conversation about, oh, so would you like to have children? I'm, I don't want children. Do you want children? And if they say, oh no, I want children. Guess what? You finish the date and you move on because there is no point in trying to change somebody because you can't because it's these small changes to the way you date will allow you to find the husband you're looking for because you're doing the small things. Okay, right. Thank you so much for um, the second um, topic you. of uh, small change that leads to massive results. You know, we are go to to me to wrap up this 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 thing is like, no, these are the real things. We're talking about life. We're talking about life. You know, but people are going into relationships of building a new life, a new season of life that hopefully, and everybody's looking for that to last till the end, right? It's like a vow, right? To death do us part. Uh, people are looking for that. And what more real in life when that you have that straightened up in the first, second, or third day, have honest conversations uh, uh, with, 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 that, with that other person. It could be a man with a woman, a woman with a woman. It could be with, with the, the, the same gender we're talking about. But you know, just going out there and having a very mature business. To me, it's always telling my girlfriend, you can do it in a business world. You can close deals. You can buy a house that costs a half a million dollars. I'm sure you can close a deal like a guy. You know, <laughs> why can't you do it? You know, you can have an honest, open, uh, uh, conversation that doesn't scare anyone. It's like just sit down over coffee, over dinner, um, just have that, and then move on if it does if it doesn't really fall into that world, um, uh, that similar world. So thank you, uh, Natasha. Let's go into the third part. Thank you, Natasha, for the the third um, uh, topic that we have. Um, we hope we have to have taken so much of your time. I hope to take another 20 minutes of your time, another 15, 20 minutes of time. Um, real tips, real concrete tips that, that any listener or viewers, they can take with them, men or women. Okay, they can take with them in their pocket and take out these tips that what are the best way okay, to start a, a real relationship and avoid self-sabotage? The very first tip I would give anybody is to work on themselves because if you go into a relationship broken where you are afraid and you're living in fear of it ending you are going to self-sabotage you are going to become naggy to your partner why didn't you do the dishes why haven't you tidied up why didn't you pick the clothes up off the floor and those aren't really an issue 
but you make issues, you create those issues, and then you'll self-sabotage. You're essentially saying to your partner, you push them up against the wall almost, you're pushing them into a corner and they feel trapped and they can't get out. And so the relationship ends. And it's about actually finding what worked in your past relationship and acknowledging what didn't because until you conquer the fear and you can have these conversations with your girlfriends you know oh i'm worried that so and so is going to this is going to happen or that's going to happen and that it could be as small as i'm afraid to put on weight and my partner will leave me it could be you know it could be oh maybe we try for a baby and we can't have one and he leaves me these are all things which are very real which happen day in and day out my clients have seen this so many times and time again with them these are real issues but the minute you go into those issues too much you're self-sabotage because you're essentially allowing your mindset you're allowing your mind to play tricks on you and you're going to push your partner away so one of the tips which i would highly recommend is taking time to fill up your cup self-love and self-care because you then won't turn to your partner to fill up your cup if you are not looking after yourself whether that's getting your hair done your nails having a bath reading whatever it is for you if you don't look after yourself you are going to turn to your partner and you're going to expect them to bring you happiness joy fulfillment love all these things which they will do but they are not the sole they're not the sole reason for your happiness yeah so this is one of the tips uh, about you know self-love self-care is there any other thing that you would like to conclude yeah uh, one of the other things is I would highly recommend tip number two is really writing out how you feel when you feel it if you notice that something is triggering you pay attention to the triggers write it down get it out now these could be really small and subtle triggers so pay attention pay attention to your surroundings let's say for example you start dating and halfway through your your dating experience you're watching a film together and he starts texting and hiding his phone that could trigger a negative emotion for you that could mean that oh why is he being secretive maybe it's acknowledging the fact that you have that conversation there and then and so this is where you know this is the second tip essentially is notice your surroundings and how you are reacting to an action okay thank you so much natasha so um you know for the last um, 30 seconds or so i just want to also conclude that um you know uh dating and um getting a real relationship um in these times is getting harder and harder and um and and you know i i've heard of my friends uh in in, in india they're still doing that matchmaking um, in India. You know, they're going, their parents are actually doing the first round of filtering. And then after, after that, you know, they come up with this uh, shortlisted girls and then they give it up to the guy, you know. And, and, I'm, and at first, of course, I feel that, hey, why, why are we doing this in this, in this uh, era? And, and my friends are like, there are people in, in the data science, there are people in AI, you know, the people who are computer scientists. But you know, relationships, even though we are in a new 
uh, era in the fourth industrialization. But love does not change the way you love someone. Pain doesn't change. I mean, if you, if you cut yourself, the blood still still flows. It doesn't mean that the time <laughs> we are in 2021, you know, or post-pandemic things. Uh, uh, I think lives change, but the human nature, the inner seed of the human, the craving for love, the craving for recognition and being treasured and appreciated and being found um, has never changed and I don't think it will change. In certain ways, a woman can make herself feel that she's more self-sufficient and man can feel that she can be. Uh, out there in the, you know, in the dating scene forever but you know there will come a time whereby you feel that you need to have an anchor in life and that's why a conversation like what we're having is so real it's really about life it's not just about dating and meeting someone having a coffee but we're really talking about putting souls together having a new life together and um, you know if, if any of our talk uh, is valuable uh, to any of our listeners and, and the viewers. Um, they could uh, seek out uh, Natasha in the link below. And, and myself, you can always write to me to tell me your story at uh, uh, talkaboutlife777 uh, at gmail.com. And I'd like to invite you, men or women, especially men right now, tell me your thoughts about babies. Tell me your thoughts about babies. Are dating a woman who is past her baby having age, baby bearing age? Um, I would like that to be an honest conversation among men and among women to be out there in the open whereby in a very reserved society like, like us uh, in Singapore and this part of the world and Natasha, you're right, in, in an oriented society in the eastern part of the world, in the eastern culture, a lot of things are very difficult to, to articulate. Sometimes you need the parents to come in to ask, how old is your, your girl? Can your girl meet up my, 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 my boy? You know, they play in, the, uh, in that picture. But you know, a lot of times, um, that can't happen in our lives, you know? Uh, a, a lot of times it happened in, in, in the world like what we are now in the fourth industrialization, apps, uh, dating websites, um, and a lot of us are, are out there uh, trying to find uh, a companion that will last you to the end of the world, to the end of life. So it is as much as serious as that. Natasha, do you have anything to, to wrap up for the next 30 seconds? So I just wanted to say thank you so much and thank you to all your listeners because the the truth is, you know, us being able to share the stories and talk about real life and real events and real things, hopefully this has touched somebody's, you know, heart and somebody has thought to themselves, actually, these are the conversations I need to have. These are the things I'm looking for. And I just wanted to say how truly blessed I am to have been on such an amazing series with you and thank you very much. Yeah, and, and thank you, Natasha. You know, I, I feel like I'm a surrogate, like, you know, my, my, my series or my channel of Talk About Life. I feel like I'm, a, I'm like, a, 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 like a vessel, you know, to, to, to channel all these topics that is so hard for people to talk about. And, uh, you know, with the blessing of the technology, with the blessing of our lives, and to be the channel, to be the conduit, uh, of people who find it hard and they don't want to be out there to be seen as talking about things. So Natasha, I want to thank you for also being the conduit uh, for all these uh, people out there who need these topics to be talked about and conversed openly. When it's so hard 
for a lot of men and women, um, you know, they, they, they kind of sweep it under the carpet. You know, they kind of like text their girlfriend in the middle of the night, you know, about this guy. You know, you know, I my heart goes out to, to people who need someone to be with them uh, to the end of the world. And, and what what is more um, more more evident right now in, in, in the middle of a pandemic when a lot of us are locked down. Um, you a lot of people feel um, lonely. They're being cut off from the outside world. They can't meet someone. I mean, I feel the kind of uh, difficulties a lot of people are going through. So I thank you, Natasha, so much for being uh, part of this conversation. Um, and you know, if if uh, uh, you would like uh, to be on the show again, uh, I would like you, and also would like to engage my listeners and the viewers to talk about these topics that is so difficult and that if you had an experience and everybody has this experience in and out of a relationship or staying in a relationship, right? Uh, tell us some of the uh, struggles, challenges, success, tips and, and some of these difficult conversations like what you were talking about, the, the cutoff time for women, expectations of a man of a relationship that they don't talk about. Thank you so much, Natasha. All Thank the you. best for 2021. And uh, I hope uh, your world is going to be better in UK because the lockdown has just happened. And when we meet again over the virtual world, hopefully um, the world will become normal. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. So viewers and listeners, click below. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Natasha, bye. Bye.